0: This is The Proceeds' Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Picking up the conversation where we last left, we talked about having a work-life balance. So just come to the, some of the key points we talked about last time. We talked you know, a little bit about what work-life balance is, what that kind of means to us. We talked a little bit about how having a work-life balance or work-life balance is something that can kind of go through seasons where it could be, you know, one type of essence at one time in your life and four months later, it's completely different just because of how your life goes through seasons and that changes. We talked about a little bit about prioritizing your work and your life and how that can change your interaction with how you experience having a work-life balance. We talked about scheduling, putting in specific times in your schedule where you can be available to do work or where you're available to be at home with your kids, your family, or your spouse, whatever it is. So picking up from there, I think in the next topic to talk about is setting boundaries. And setting boundaries is perhaps a two-way street. Sometimes uh, yeah, I think people say, oh, I'm just going to set a boundary you you can have a boundary and set a boundary like mentally and you don't cross that boundary but unless it's i i don't think unless it's actually said to that other person hey i don't want to do this or uh, you know i want to have boundaries or some sort of verbiage to let that other person or those other people that you're talking with know that nope i'm not crossing that line then having boundaries setting boundaries is a Is an arbitrary thing. It can, can, you know, you're not necessarily there's a hard line. It's a wavy line, and you might know where ish that line is, but the other person or people that you're talking with, they have no idea that there's even even a line that exists, and they're trying to push and move that line all over the place. And so, if I think if you're going to have boundaries, which is obviously something I I think you should do, is have boundaries. Let those people know. Oh, that's I, I don't I don't feel comfortable doing that or. Not that, you know, that's that's too much for me or whatever, however you want to word that or phrase that. But I think that it needs to be explicitly communicated to the people who you're talking with. What do you think, Mr. Kent?
1: I think it can be difficult for some people too. And, you know, so much so that we did a whole episode on the art of saying no and being able to say no to things. And that's kind of about setting boundaries. But I think it's important, you know, like you said, if you want that life balance or you want that work-life balance, being able to say no to someone or say no to extra hours, or say no to certain activities, is going to be, you know, really necessary in in those moments. And so, even though it can be hard sometimes, I think it's very important and being able to set boundaries. I like what you said, how having a boundary in your head is one thing, but saying that out loud, even if it's not between you and a person, it's between you and your relationship with X, Y, or Z thing, you know, you tell your wife, hey, I can't um, can't have the TV on while I'm I am reading a book because if I TV's on, I can't focus or, you know, I, 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 I enjoy spending time with you and I love talking to you, but I can't talk to you for 30 minutes while I'm writing this, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You get some of those boundaries can be important. And I think a lot of times we want and understand the need for boundaries, but something that can stop us is that actual, the actual act of asking or uh, communicating the boundaries that you want or the, the things that you're looking for and so I would probably argue that a lot of people like the idea of boundaries but the actuality of setting boundaries can be kind of scary and, and difficult but you know I, I as long as it makes sense and even even if it doesn't make sense necessarily I I would say that people probably respect you a lot for having boundaries and sticking by them as long as it doesn't hurt other people or, or it's just silly or it's Something you're trying to do to get out of a certain situation in and, some and cases. And really,
0: you know, not to say that you have to do this because it doesn't warrant it in every situation. But if you have a boundary and then you have a because or this is why or I won't do that because and this is why. I guess those are the, the phrases that would follow that. But you give them a backing. I don't want to do that because that interferes with my time with my family. I can't you know like whatever it is then they're like oh okay I I see what and I think what that does is that establishes one the boundary but that also lets whoever it is that is you're talking with have have a glimpse into where your priorities lie which for better or for worse it could be could you know it could work out great for you could not depending on I guess who the situation who you're talking with but I think allowing you know so this is why I have, if the, if the situation calls for I mean, if it's your boss and you don't have that type of whatever, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be there all the time, but I think that having that and then saying, you know, this is why will allow that other person to, to have some sort of insight as to, oh, they said they just, they can't work for me today. I don't understand, you know, whatever it is, but, oh, they don't understand that on, on Tuesdays I have my kids from this time to this time. Oh, that's why they can't, you know, again maybe the situation doesn't call for it I understand but I think that if you are going to explicitly say this is the line in whatever term phrase you want to use then perhaps if you feel good enough or comfortable enough strong enough or whatever then also perhaps you say this is why uh, the you know the reasoning behind
1: nope that's the line I'm not passing that I think certain situations call for that like you said not every single time do you need to say that to somebody I was given some advice by someone one, one time and it was, it, all they said to me was, not everyone deserves all of you. And that kind of applies in the situation in the sense that not everyone deserves a reason why. I don't need to give everyone a reason why. If I'm always trying to back myself up with, oh, I don't do this because of blah oh, blah whatever, it's almost like you're not allowing yourself that boundary because you're still trying to justify what you're doing i i think it's important to have a reason for why you're doing those things but you don't always have to tell everybody for that uh and maybe that's a boundary that you need to be setting is is that i don't need to explain myself all the time you know i i'm one day off so i'm gonna take a day off i'm allowed to and i have the capacity and it's you know work allows me so many days off a week or whatever it is and you can take that day off you don't have to explain to everybody i'm taking a day off because life's been really tough and this is happening between me and my spouse and you know I'm behind on my bills and I don't need to know all that stuff about you. You can just say, hey, I, just, I need a day off. But there are people that can get a little more information from that. You know, your, 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 your family or your friends that are close to you, you might be able to tell them, hey, you know, I took a day off because of whatever reason and kind of get that off your chest a little bit. But you don't have to give everybody a reason for whatever that thing is. So I agree with you that it can be helpful, but I would also push back or not push back but add more to that the other side of that where you don't have to tell everybody any everything anyways
0: either yeah you know maybe one of your boundaries is oversharing and, and you know by saying no i can't do that because and then you tell your whole life story okay well that's okay I, you know you're you're breaking that other person's boundary so you know again i think the situation is important to notice if or when that is that that is uh, that's called for
1: yes yeah. And, you know, we're talking about boundaries as only between people, but sometimes boundaries aren't between just you and another person. They're between you and a thing. You know, I'm at work. I know I can't pick up my phone because I'm going to text my friend or text my spouse or whatever it is. And then I'm going to lose track of time. And then 30 minutes are gone. 30 minutes. I got to stay extra at work or work extra harder and having boundaries with things as well can be important too um, to make sure you're getting your work done. Uh, to make sure you don't work at a time that you should be with your family or s- focusing on your life in this work-life balance kind of conversation so we you know a lot of this is interpersonal but not necessarily everything you know i I can't have the tv on while i'm working because so i'll get my work done or after 5 p.m i close the laptop and don't look at it until tomorrow because if i if i don't do that then i'll keep working for the rest of the night and not do things that i need to get done too so it's not always just the people but having boundaries can come in in different forms too
0: yeah you know that's that's not something necessary that we experience in our in in our work life but having a you know i don't have any work electronics or i don't i don't have any work systems or programs that i'm i'm actively doing after blank time insert time here and i think that that probably is is less important for us and in, in our work life balance, but very important for most people in their work life balance. You have a hard line, you know, it's, it's five 30. I don't work past five 30, five 30. I close my laptop. It's done for the night. Those things will be there tomorrow. When I get there, you know, having a hard cutoff and maybe it's not five, maybe it's seven or whatever it is, who knows, whatever, whatever time you set for, but you have a line, boom, it's off at that time. And you know, having that, stating that to yourself, and then, of course, be willing or have the the discipline to follow through with that, not just to say, oh, yeah, I don't work past 5.30 most nights. And then, you know, every night except for one day per week. You'd Okay, so then do, say it and then follow through with what you say. I don't work past 5.30. If 5.30 happens, you know, I got an alarm that goes off, boom. Right, 5.30 happens and my my Wi-Fi at my house shuts off. or Maybe that's a bit drastic or whatever you have to do, but at whatever time it is that you say, okay, yep, I have blank time. I'm done working on those reports. I'll get back to them tomorrow. And that, I I think, is a good boundary to have. And again, I I think that the majority of people would interact and understand and, and hold on to that type of, boundary and, and perhaps the listeners, you listeners, the people that are listening have something like that. You don't work past blank time, which is great. I, I didn't, I, again, because that isn't, you know, normal protocol for the way that we do work. That's not something I even thought about, but thanks for, thanks for sharing that. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. And I can't remember if you mentioned last time too, but I, I know we've talked about the idea before as well, having, you know a designated space for certain activities is you know i don't my work stays in the office at home you know, i work from home or um, you're just having that design that designated space for it. And it my work stuff stays in that room or stays in, on that desk in that corner unless i'm working i don't sit there and i don't do other things there because that's my workspace not only does it help you get into kind of a focus mode but it could be helpful in setting those boundaries too is i don't sit down at that desk unless it's work time or you know at, at 5 30 i get up from that desk and i i go and do other things that aren't work and setting that boundary too but having that designated space can help with setting those boundaries i think because you say at that desk it's work time and now the desk is not work time there's just that mental kind of shift from spaces or or places or, or settings that can can be helpful with those boundaries too yes yes
0: absolutely and i and i find I use that frequently for myself. And I have, you know, I don't have a gigantic house, but I, I have this seat that I sit in to do this type of stuff. I have this chair that I sit in to do this. You know, at the at the kitchen table, we have four chairs. And I have, you know, different things that I do that I sit in at those four chairs. There's only four, and it's only just a table. But if I'm sitting in this chair, I'm doing this type of thing. If I'm sitting in this chair and, and so on. So you don't have to have a gigantic space to be able to, you know, sprawl out. You know, you don't have to see those, uh, just do this thing and whatever you know, in that space and then do this thing in this space. And yeah, I I, I like that. I again I, I read that in Cal Newport's Deep Work and I sort of had been doing that before. But then reading that and, and seeing how that plays out strategically pulling the strings and and, and structuring those spaces for me, I think was a, was a, a huge benefit. So if you haven't done something like that or th- heard of that before, have different areas in your house. And again, it doesn't have to be huge, but have different areas in your house, set aside, dedicated for different types of, of tasks that you do on a daily. You read in this area, you do, you know, computer work for business on this area. You, you scroll through social media in this area and, and, and have those different places And then do your best to do that, whatever that thing is that you set for that space, in that space. Then you go to that space, you're already primed, set, ready to go to do whatever it is. So, that is another good way to set boundaries. I think that, you know, perhaps the, the next step, the next line here would be taking a good look at yourself, Self-care, your your hobbies, your your daily practices, the things that you do because you want to do, the things you do because they bring you joy. or the things you do because they give you clarity or build creativity, whatever it is, but the things that you do that help you be you. And if you do less of those things, you know you get on a, a certain path and you don't like you when you're on that path. so you need to do these things to help you stay on this path, the path that you want to be on. And having some sort of self-care and and well-being routine or habits or, or events that you plan out and, and strategize and put to whatever it is, you know, those things, those type of activities, I think help to ground you in order to help you be the best version of you that you can be. Now, I'm not saying you have to take you know, I can't, I can't go to work next month because I'm going on a, on a camping trip. I have to do this. Otherwise, okay, maybe that's a bit much. But, you know, you have those things that you do that help you relax and unwind and the hobbies that you, you know, what include those things. Make sure you have time for those. You know, if you have to write out, okay, there's this many minutes in a week. Maybe do hours first. There's a so many hours in a week. Okay, that means I have this many hours in a day and i need to do, you know, these 17 things. Okay, well you just this one goes here, this one goes here and you just you you detail it out, schedule it. And maybe you you have, you know, this first week of the month you do these things and the second week of the month you do these things and so on. You know, it depends on how how crazy or, or you know, intricate that you want to be, but you know everybody, doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates or or Elon Musk or you, whoever you are, listener, we all have twenty-four hours in a day. Everybody gets the same amount of time, and and Mr. Ken, you you frequently remind me of this because I I sometimes try to say that oh they they have more time or or something like that, and you I always got the same amount of time. They just allocate it differently, or they prioritize it well, or different, or whatever I, you know. But everybody's got twenty-four hours. So you know you have twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, X number of that is spent sleeping, X number of that is spent driving to work or to home or whatever. X number is spent at work doing work. Okay, what what are the, what what hours in your day, in your week, I would say probably in a week, what hours in your week do you have that are overflow that you can allocate differently? I would venture to say that if you sat down and Oh man, I I spent twelve hours this week on my on, uh, for screen time. Okay, well you know maybe that is is a a bit much if that's your on your personal device. You know you have twelve hours of screen time on your on your phone that you don't use for work. Okay, that's a you know maybe that's a stretch. Maybe pull back that a little bit and you can get twelve more hours in a week. Okay, what can you do with twelve more hours in a week? Holy cow, you know again. Uh, Jordan Peterson did a interview with John Deloney. John Deloney wrote "Own Your Past, change your, fu- change your Future," which we've talked about previously. And in that podcast that they did back and forth, it's a great podcast. If you, haven't, if you haven't listened to that before, highly recommend. In that podcast, Jordan Peterson talks about this. You know, do you have this many hours in a day or this many hours in a week? Okay, you have these many. Things that this, these many roles or these many things that you want to do in a week. Okay, we'll schedule it out. You set aside this much for this and this much for that and so on. And hearing that, it was like, oh, yeah, duh, of course you should do that. I haven't heard that before. So that was brand new, huge, hugely important game changing information for me. It was brand new. I, duh, of course everybody has 24 hours. We all have the same amount, amount of hours in a week. Do people use them differently? Absolutely. Do people use them wildly differently? Yes, absolutely. So in the talk of self-care, perhaps one of the exercises you do is you, okay, there's this many hours in a week. This much time is spent sleeping. This much time is at work This and so on. Okay, great. What are the things I want to do for me? What do I need to do to help me f- check that box? to be happy, to be a pleasant person outside of, you know, whatever you're doing and then make those things happen, put them in the schedule. Yeah. Okay. Then you have to rely on your schedule to, yeah. Okay, fine. Do that, do that. And of course that, I think we talked about this last time, but if you put those things on the schedule, you have to actually do those things that you put on the schedule. You can put it on the schedule and have that, you know, Goldilocks plan set, and then never follow through with it. And you can have that for a year, years. And then slowly, little bit by little, you can wiggle your way, adjust in times in your schedule so that you can start to fit in to that Goldilocks schedule that you set up for yourself. Think about how much happier you would be if you could schedule your time. Think about how much happier you could be how much more productive if that's if that's what floats your boat whatever it is how much more productive or happy or, or energized or focused or creative whatever it is if you could set your schedule every day and then do the things you have on your schedule seems that seems great yeah of course yeah of course i want that that'd be cool what yeah sign me up for that okay this, just do it it's not that hard Do you have commitments you have to do? Yes. Do you have time in your schedule that's blocked out that you can't move or change or do it? Yes. But do you have time in your schedule that you're on your phone scrolling through social media looking at how everybody else is living their life? Probably. Is that time that you need? Is that benefiting you? Probably not. My guess is it's probably making you feel worse about yourself than you already do. I I'm Maybe in a future episode we can talk about my thoughts on social media, but the long and short of it is if somebody's going to put something on social media, they're going to put their best version of themselves on social media. So all those pictures, all those things, all those posts, stories people are doing, those are all the good things that are happening. Do they have bad things that happen? Yes. Are there probably more bad things than good things? Probably. Do you think they have to spin whatever it is that you're, that you're reading or looking at to make it sound good? Probably. Does that help them feel happy about themselves? Maybe. Does that help you feel happy about yourself? Probably not. Do you play that same game? If you're on social media, probably. So, perhaps, in the talk of self-care, do a hard look at yourself and, and understand that everybody has 24 hours in the day. Think about what you can do to strategically pull on those strings to aid you in this work-life balance, to aid you to be the thing that you want to be, the person that you want to be. What do you need to add to your schedule or take away from your schedule? Where are your time wastes that you could be filling with your hobbies and leisure time, but instead you're doing whatever else as opposed to those?
1: Yeah, the work-life balance depending on that, that self-care. And, and I know we talked about a lot in the first episode, doing the things that are, you want to do when you can, um, because it's time for them. It's not time for work. It's time for you to do those things that bring you joy and bring you happiness and, and scheduling time for those, making sure you actually do them and, and making that part of the balance of your life. And part of the self-care too, in a different aspect is taking care of yourself To flip those two words around and what i mean by that is is you know eating properly or health eating healthy things that are good for you hydrating yourself taking care of things and being careful what you put into your body being careful and 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 thinking about what you do with your body so rather than sitting around in the, the three hours of free time you have and doing absolutely nothing be active and promote a healthy lifestyle and do things that are are, are good for you. So that self-care isn't just doing the things that you enjoy, but doing things that are good for you. You know, taking care of your, your body and, and taking care of yourself and trying to reduce the stress in your life, trying to to uh, bring more happiness through small actions and small changes. And maybe that's part of the thing that you block out and your time is, hey, I'm going to spend some time here to do these small things. I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, make sure that I have enough time to Go out and 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 get a little activity in, or if it's just sitting outside in the sun, or you know, doing these things that you know are good for you. That I'm sure you can go online and just Google five healthy things for my body. Boom, try and do those things and take care of your body too. So, self care not only in the sense of making time for the things that are important to you and times the time for things that you enjoy, but literally taking care of yourself and your body and and doing things that are good for your body, getting enough rest and nutrients and, you know, all those things you see. And, you know, maybe that's sitting down reading a book or going and taking a shower or, you know, uh, there's so many different things you can do that are part of self-care, but make that part of your work-life balance so that you are are taking that time to really sit back and take a look at yourself and helping to, to kind of like balance those things out by knowing what's good for you. You know, I think that self-care...
0: And relationships kind of go hand in hand. So talking about self-care, I think, again, the next natural next step is relationships. What what relationships do you have in your life that aid in your self-care, that aid you in, in feeling good and feeling fulfilled about yourself? What relationships do you dread talking or interacting with that person? And you could go back, I think it was one of our early episodes where we talked about communicating with those people that you don't necessarily care for. Check that out if you haven't already. But having relationships and strong relationships that are meaningful to you can be so beneficial, so, so profound on your sense of being that if you don't have those things, it, it's, it's tremendous, the difference.
1: Yeah. And the work-life balance affects those relationships. So if you're spending all of your time working, you can't have those relationships or you can, you're spending less time working on those relationships and, and nurturing those relationships and, and really fostering those healthy relationships. So not only is it important to have those relationships for the work-life balance, but be aware of how the work-life balance is affecting those things. If you need to take some more time to really invest in those relationships, then do what you can to, to make that an important part of that balance. And, you know, spending quality time, being able to sit down with a friend and actually listen to what they're saying and being able to communicate the way that you're feeling literally takes time. And so if you're doing too much work, you don't have time to sit down and, and, and kind of nurture those relationships. So make that part of the balance and, make that a priority when you're sitting down to block out time or deciding what's important that those relationships are helpful to you they make you better and so you should invest time into them or vice versa if there's some relationships that are making work more miserable or making your time outside of work more miserable then maybe it's time to kind of part ways and and do without those relationships because all of it is 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 being factored into what we're trying to balance out is the work life and everything else in between and so you really need to be conscious of those relationships good and bad and uh, decide what you need to do to either keep them around or get rid of them and how important it really is and how much time you can actually invest into you know adapting or sorry nurturing or or growing those relationships yeah you know
0: relationships again are one of those things that You could be at work and have a, you know, think about, think about back in your school time, I would say, let's say 50% of you, maybe more, it's like 75% of people listening to this had a a school experience that was like, oh yeah, I love school because it was learning and it was fun. I got to to do all these things I loved and, and I liked doing it and I did super well at school. And the other portion of you would say, yeah, I did not like school. School was tough for me, but I liked going because all my friends were there. And so, to me, I think that having those relationships, perhaps in a job that you don't necessarily love, but you do because you know that it will lead to bigger, greater, whatever it is, have those relationships at work that make work more meaningful more impactful, more pleasant to be at and around because of the people that are there. And, you know, you are the person who gets to to change that. You can modify those things. If you're at work and you feel like, oh, man, I hate my job, this sucks. And, you know, if you're one of those type of people, then people are probably like, well, yeah, stay away from John. You know, John's always about, you know, being being negative and, you know, you, you don't want to hang out with a person like that. So you're positive. You make meaningful connections at work. You, you know, you play the part of the person who can do the job and hold relationships with the people who you do the job with. That can greatly change the way that you view your work. If you go to work and like, oh man, I don't, I don't know anybody here. Nobody likes me you know, whatever. And then you're, you're, you're the type of person that's just, you know, you're stuck in your cubicle all day and you never leave and nobody talks to you because you don't talk to anybody. Or they try to talk to you and you you don't answer them or, or, or you know, whatever else. You're like, ah, you know, whatever. You don't talk to them because you think they don't like you or whatever. They're trying. You're just not playing your part. And so I think that, you know, in this work-life balance part of work, if you go to work and you enjoy the people that you're there with, that can make work so much better. So much time would fly then. Now, of course, of course, you have to do work while you are at work. I get that. You still have to do things, but if you can be there with people you you enjoy being there with, think about how much better that would be. And it's all to me. I think it's all perspective shift. If your perspective on work is negative and, and down, and all the people there hate you or whatever it is, then yeah, you are not gonna love that so much. However, if you can shift that and make some connections while you're at work, build those relationships while you're at work, then going to work is not so bad because, you know, you get to see Jeffrey. Great. Uh, all right. I'm going to hang out with Jeffrey today. And then, you know, Jeffrey is is friends with Jonah. And you know, now you get to hang out with Jeffrey and Jonah at work. And you just continue to build and expand. Now, again, of course, you have to keep that in check and actually do work while you're at work. I understand. But again, if you can change your perspective on that and enjoy the time that you spend at work with those people, how much more beneficial could that be to you than otherwise?
1: And a lot of this, too, we talk about scheduling things and blocking things out and controlling things and having things a certain way. And that's all good. That's a good... Place to start and part of this balance if you ever think about the idea of balance and try to stand on one foot you're not completely still you have to give and take and there's there's some changes and some things vary when you're trying to find your balance and so even though we have an idea of how we want things to be and we're very particular in setting our boundaries and being adamant about things that are important to us and making this balance good for our life Part of balance inherently is is that it varies and it's it, it's adapt. You need to have adaptability. You need to be flexible when you're dealing with some of the stuff. And so, some ideas or some some ways to tie that into what we've already talked about is you have that plan for the day, and we, I think we mentioned it too when we talked about it. But if you can get eighty percent of that plan done, I consider that a success because you didn't know that X, Y, or Z thing was going to happen, or maybe you know the first thing you did today took longer than you thought it was going to take and so you didn't have the you weren't able to make it to do whatever the other thing you know number two was and so being adaptable and flexible for this is a huge part of it as well because not everything is going to go the way you want it to be even though we can try to make it as much as we want and try to find that balance and try to hold on to that as much as we can it's just it's never going to go exactly the way that you want it to go if it does for you great awesome i hope you can maintain that but I think part of that is is setting up the expectations of things not going exactly how you want them to go and learning how to kind of go with that flow and, and be flexible and make changes and be able to kind of switch things around without it impacting or blowing up your whole day or completely ruining your balance because we don't know what's going to happen and we need to be able to roll with the punches as they say in some of these situations so Consider that when you're thinking about balance, too, is it's good to have a plan or a structure or a backbone or idea of how you want things to be, but also be prepared that they're not going to entirely turn out the way you want them to be all the time, because it just doesn't work out that way. There's too many things that are going into the equation to be able to have it perfectly perfectly balanced at all times. Yeah, you know, I think
0: something I always think about when, when I think about flexibility in your schedule is my, you know, my Goldilocks schedule is it my game plan. And anybody who's done sports or anything like that, you have a game plan about, you know, yeah, this is going to happen. This is, I'm going to do this. Then you go out and start to play. They do something that you don't expect. Well, well I guess I don't have a game plan anymore. You going to have a B and a C and a D all, you know, all the way down. So your Goldilocks schedule is plan A. And, you know, midway through the day, if, if, if it's totally off the rails. See how you can reset. What can you do? to? Okay, I'm going to get back on track now. If it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, okay, fine. You know, understand that you can't foresee all different situations. You can't anticipate, oh, they're going to do this and that's going to happen. You know, you can't play it. That's such a, it's not worth the time and effort to try to play that game. Now, if you've been at your job for you know, X number of years and you know, it's this and then this and this, okay, fine. Then uh, there'd be much easier to do that with. However, if you know, your job changes or you, you know, you you've got lots of different plates up in the air and spinning and all okay, fine. Then you might have to have an ideal day for yourself and understand that most days you won't get that. Some days you can. And when you do, woo, yes. And other days, you, you know, you fall short. Okay, fine. So I think the thing to keep in mind is again that's a game plan if you get it even better if you don't get it okay fine you can't beat yourself up or feel down or frustrated or disappointed because oh man I could oh, my date didn't go okay fine not you you can't plan for and schedule and anticipate all the different things that are going to happen I don't know how to do that. If, if if anybody does know how to do that, please reach out to us because I'd love to know. But I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to plan and and anticipate 18 moves ahead of time. Okay, maybe you can do a week ahead of time. Okay, fine. Maybe it's not even that. Or fine, whatever it is. I mean, the part about being flexible, again, to me is, in your head, you have to have like a mantra or or a affirmation that you say like, I am a flexible person. When things don't go my way, it's okay. Or I made that up right now. Something something to that effect. So that when things inevitably go off the rails or when that thing happens and you didn't expect it to happen, you didn't see it coming, you didn't know it was going to happen, you, your whole life isn't thrown out of whack. Okay, great. Deal with whatever it is and then move on. Can you get back to the schedule? No. Okay, fine. Reevaluate and do something else can i get back to the schedule yes okay good do the schedule it's like a a a roadmap what's what's the term i'm looking for there you know like you got i i this this thing happens a flow chart a flow chart yeah it's a flow chart so this thing happens and then it's, it branches off down here can i do this yes okay good do that no okay good circle back what can you do to, you know, whatever it is to get back to to the second part of that? You have a flow chart that you play play through in your head, and you do this, I'm sure, without even realizing. You know, if I if I have to make it across town for a meeting, all right, great. I'm in the you know 12th floor of my office building. I go over to the elevator and I push the button, and I push the button. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. All right, and then I have in the in my brain is is working. The wheels are turning. Okay, do I do I take the stairs? I might be a little sweaty if I take the stairs. We're on the twelfth floor. Maybe I'll just take the stairs to the next level and see if the elevator's working on that one. Okay, maybe I, but before I do that, maybe I should wait here for another couple seconds and see. Ding. Okay, good. The elevator walked in. All right, good. I can go in the elevator. All right, then then I get down to the street level. You know, then of course you can play out the whole other end. Okay. You know the, the elevator didn't open. Okay, great. I take the stairs to the next level. Okay, that didn't work either. I'm not going to go stair by stair. I just got to make it down to the end. Do I go crazy fast? No, then make it too sweaty. I'm going to go at a, at a brisk pace, but I'm not going to get too sweaty as I go. Okay, great. Go. Then you act upon that plan. All right, great. You get it, or the or the elevator doors open. All right, then you go. All right, man. I had to take the uh, you know I took the elevator down. All right, I'm right on time. I'm right where I need to be. At. Oh man, there's construction. Do I go this way or that? You know, and you're consistently playing out this game in your head all right do i do this no i do that and you have this this flow chart that you're that you know you have a b and c options that are you know queued up and ready for you but every once in a while there's that d that you didn't you didn't see coming you didn't know what was going to happen but that's the choice you have to make a b c oh man that didn't work okay great i have i gotta do option d i circle back i got to do this you know always you are you are playing that game with yourself being flexible is a huge portion of that. If I'm stuck at that elevator, man, and I get mad at him, kicking and screaming, ah, you know, whatever, I, that doesn't help me. I, I'll give you, I'll give you, a for instance, this past weekend was a Memorial Day weekend. Over the weekend, uh, me and my wife went to the store and we got one of those little pools for the kids. You know, it's like a, a little plastic thing, and they have the small ones and got the bigger one. All right, we got two kids. Last year, we had two of the smaller ones, and they did okay, but they're kind of outgrowing those, so we got one of the bigger ones, the, little plas- the big plastic ones. Not inflatable, so it's a big plastic thing. We get back to the to the vehicle we drove there in. It's like a a uh, SUV. Oh, this thing is not going to fit. Okay, well, I know the store we were at was about two miles, give or take, from my house. I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, it's like 85 degrees, 12 o'clock, noon, I'm just going to walk home because it's not going to fit in here. I'm going to bend and crinkle this thing up. And then, well, you know, once those things are bent and crinkled, they only last for so long. So I don't want to do that. I'm just going to walk home. And so I'm I'm like, well, I told my wife that I'm going to walk home. Are you going to walk home? That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. But we stand around here and him and hall about trying to fit this in the car. It's not going to work. doesn't fit. Can't, I mean, I can't, I I mean, maybe I could strap it to the top and have straps. you have to go back in the store get straps and they have to hopefully that it doesn't blow off i mean it's super light and it's going to catch wind it's it's a pool you know it's, it's it's like a sail on top of the car i don't feel comfortable doing that i don't think that's going to work so good so running down all the options in her head she's like okay well let me let me call my mom they got they get you know they got like the van for the kids and stuff okay all right great well what what's going to happen is i'm going to go walk and she'll see me on the path and we'll try to fit it in there and if it doesn't work well at least i'm for, that much further closer closer to home if I do have to walk, fine. So I start walking, I get, you know, a block and a half away or something. She pulls up to the van. Uh, nope, okay, this still doesn't work. So I just keep going. I make it home, obviously. If I didn't I didn't die on the way. But I played out that game. If I was, ah oh, man, this is uh um, yeah. okay, fine. You know, I I, I spent an hour forty five minutes or whatever it was. It wasn't an hour, it's less than that. But anyways, I walked home, okay, fine. Walked home with this pool. I'm like I got here. My kids are super excited to see me. I think my wife came here and told them, You better be super happy to see Dad. He just walked home with his pool for you guys carried it the whole way uphill both now <laughs> um, but, but anyways I got home, the kids were happy to see me. They put the water in the pool, let it warm up, and they had a blast plane in it. <laughs> the whole time, you know, I'm walking, I'm like, I'm 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 imagining how much fun they're gonna have in this pool. I was flexible enough in that moment to realize that okay, I'm going i put putting myself through a little bit of, of hardship here to walk home. Okay, it's a nice day. It's not raining. It's not, you know, it's not nine hundred degrees outside. It was like eighty-five. It wasn't bad. And the humidity wasn't crazy hot. Well, I walked home. I got here and the kids were happy to see me. They were able to get in the pool. They were happy to do that. If I wasn't flexible enough in that moment to do those things, we would have went back in the store. Okay, return this thing. It doesn't even fit in the car. Why do you guys sell stuff that doesn't fit my car, you know, yelling at the people about, what, who does that help? The two, to, uh, same instance, two drastically different outcomes. And so I played the flow chart. Okay, fine. I'm just going to walk out, you know, and as I'm walking, the, the kids were at home, they were with the, the in-laws. And so my wife, you know, goes a little bit and I would catch up to kind of where she was and she would drive a little bit more and uh, just to make sure I wasn't going to overheat or something. I'm like, I got a pool. I'm fine. <laughs> I'd have your water to put in the pool. But <laughs> It was a fun joke. Um, I, you know, it's just one of those things. You, you have to be flexible and have your priorities in line. And I think those two things are key. Be flexible in whatever it is that you're doing and have your priorities in line. If you got your priorities in line and you're flexible enough to take whatever it is that life throws at you because it's going to try its hardest. Set you off the rails. Be flexible. Have your priorities in line to fall back on. I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent there. Do you have Do you have anything to add to to being flexible?
1: No, sir. No, that, I think it's a good example. It's just kind of like I said, rolling with the punches, going with things, how things go, and being able to adapt and not let it kind of throw you off too much. And kind of the last thing we'll say about maintaining or working on a your work life balance is to, you know, seek out other people who have what you want and ask them how they got it and find out how to implement that into your life. You might be here on our podcast listening to the story of Mr. Bean carrying a pool down the road and trying to figure out how to make a work-life work balance for yourself. Or you may f- see someone that you you find on social media or you know in real life that have something you want and they have a great work, work-life work balance. Ask them for the success story. Ask them for their tips and how they got there and to those points. And so after everything we talked about between these last two episodes and finding that work-life balance, I, you know, that can be a big uh, tool as well is just learning from other people and how they got where they got or what they got and kind of how you can make that part of your your journey in finding the, uh, the balances. Yeah, you know, I think
0: we've talked about having a mentor before, but, you know, ask people who have the things that you want how they got those things. You know, not that they're going to say, okay, you do this and then you do that. You know, so they give you a step by step. Okay, fine, but you know, ask them questions. Have a mentor. Have somebody that you go to that is a little bit, a couple steps ahead of you in life, or maybe it's maybe it's a giant leap, and they're able to, you know, scoop down and answer your questions that you have. Have somebody like that in your life that you can turn to, that you can bounce ideas off of, and. Somebody that can give you reliable feedback on those things. You don't want somebody that just says yes, yes, that's good, mm-hmm. yeah. Have somebody that actually has that conversation with you. Yeah. I think, of course, is is for the best. Yes, sir. I th- and you know, I, I, this was a it's our first two part episode. I think having a work life balance. This was a good episode to have as a two parter, and I'm glad that we able we were able to separate those out and and give work-life and having a work-life balance, a good run-through. Are there things we didn't say, of course? Are there? We could go on for another handful of more episodes on this. Uh, I suppose at this point, is there any last words from you, Mr. Kent, on having a work-life balance?
1: No, sir. I'm going to exercise my right to boundaries and focus on my work-life balance now and say we're going to wrap
0: this up. Understood. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Be prestigious.